1: Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash?
2: Maybe. Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply.
1: Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at TrinitySchool.org. That's TrinitySchool.org.
2: The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So, why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie?
1: Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio.
4: Hi, Zaren.
0: Yeah, what's up, Elizabeth Dutton? How you doing, girl?
1: Pretty good,
4: pretty good. Uh, you know
0: what's ridiculous? Oh, yes. I just heard about this thing. Have you ever tried to fight a peck of pickled pipers? Like drunk- Fight them? Yeah, like drunk bagpipers? No. Well, in 2016, on February 15th, there was these two cats, Callum Graham and Alan Gilruth- Mm-hmm. I'm saying that because they're Scottish and I don't know how to pronounce their name. Mm-hmm. they're both 25 and they have been going to a Valentine's Day wedding in Broxton, Scotland I'm not sure if you know where that is Nope Anyway, afterwards they head up a McDonald's a McDonald's and uh, the <laughs> trouble post was
4: wedding McDonald's yeah, post-wedding totally. Meccas
0: This is, by the way at 3.30 in the morning and the trouble mm-hmm. was I don't know why they have McDonald's open at 3.30 in the morning That's, Why not? You know, It's fun over there McDonald's <laughs> So anyway, the trouble was the two men they're dressed up as Highland Pipers, right? And mm-hmm. they have their back bagpipes with them, and as I told you, it's about 4 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, They go into the McDonald's, they're drunk, they're pipers, they have their bagpipes with them, so what do you think they do, Lassie? Did they strike up? They started piping. <laughs> Flower <laughs>
4: Scotland is just like violently <laughs> reverberating throughout the whole
0: place. They piped up. And then uh, the other diners are like, I came to the McDonald's at 4 a.m. just for my cheeseburger, not for the music lads. And then the Piper's like, you keep it down. So they start assaulting verbally the other diners. The diners get mad. Turn on them. Four drunk Scots come over and try to attack the Pipers. The Pipers. They're down for it. They start swinging back, and they put down four guys. No <laughs> way. These two drunk pipers put down four other men who were roughly about their same age. Uh-huh. And, uh And the four guys who were all like, you know, suddenly having a much worse time, they all get arrested. And um, I just wanted to know, since you've been to Scotland, mm-hmm. what do you say at that point to a drunk piper? Like, you say, good on you.
4: You say, oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, yeah, there he is. That
4: is ridiculous. That's very ridiculous. Good job. Thank you. Um, you want to know what else is ridiculous?
0: Girl, I love ridiculous.
4: Trying to be two people at once. Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> This is Ridiculous Crime, a podcast about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, and cons. It's always 99% murder free and 100% ridiculous. Zaren. Elizabeth. I want to talk to you today about Satan. Oh,
0: thank you. I have been waiting for so long for you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Those always magic like, words. You're just always like, oh, I would like to talk about February. Oh, I'd like to talk about spring flowers. Oh, I'd like to talk about baking doughs. I'm like, yeah, when are you going to get to Satan? Satan.
4: Uh, by the way, Sean Wells recommended this story to us via email. It's a solid, solid tip. Nice. So anyway,
0: Satan. Hail Satan. Thank you, Sean.
4: Uh, let me start with this. Don LaRose. Yeah. <laughs> he was a minister at the First Baptist Church in Maine, New York.
0: Maine, New York. That's
4: a city in New York, not both Maine. and New <laughs> Okay, I
0: was more confused. In Maine, Maine New, New York. York, New Jersey, Make Connecticut. Up your mind, Elizabeth,
4: uh, October seventy-five. He's 19... from Ohio, Pennsylvania. Nineteen seventy-five. Yes. Um, LaRose. He gives these talks at his church about the work of Satan.
0: I hear they do that at churches. Yeah. They're always on about Satan.
4: And not long after that, he called the cops.
0: Wait, Satan did? <laughs> Don LaRose. Like, that man runs his mouth about me. Uh,
4: Don LaRose says, I'm getting threatening letters and phone calls because so of my Satan talks.
0: So he was talking about Satan and then suddenly now he's got. Yeah. Okay.
4: So the first letter he gets reads Reverend LaRose, for blasphemy against Satan, I condemn you to the wrath of Lucifer, son of the morning, ruler of this world and victor over all opposing forces.
0: I have to say, I have never thought of. Lucifer or Satan, whoever, as the son of the morning. Like, I just didn't seem like a morning God. I don't know. know, Maybe
4: that's some of the lingo and the, you know. He gets another letter that says that his blood is required for a sacrifice. It's like an invoice, basically. So (laughs) then two other pastors from nearby Baptist churches, they start getting
0: threatening letters and phone calls.
4: Look what happened when he started giving these Satan talks.
0: I'm telling you, speak the devil's name and look what Mm -hmm. happens.
4: November 4th. 1975, Mm -hmm. Don LaRose disappears. So he he tells his wife earlier that day that something odd was happening.
0: Like like he could feel it?
4: Well, yeah, he gets a phone call Uh and it's telling him that one of the congregants is having an operation. And so he has to get to the hospital.
0: Oh, okay. For like a spiritual sucker. Okay.
4: And he gets to the hospital and there's nothing on the schedule. No operation. No. The devil
0: played a trick on him?
4: Yeah. at Just after noon that day, the church's secretary, she sees Don LaRose in the church parking lot as he's taking his lunch break. Mm-hmm. I like to picture him, like, squatting behind his car, really like... <laughs>
5: why do you like him <laughs> let me finish
4: let me finish eating like a really soggy tuna sandwich in a really animalistic way like a rat like a raccoon
0: or a squirrel like it's just in the, his fist and he's yeah, just forcing it just, in his face it's like he's punching through, himself with yeah, a sandwich he's just
4: like little tiny fingers scrabbling <laughs> shoving the tuna sandwich Those squirrel out. fingers yeah so the church secretary looks out, like oh don's having his lunch he's again he's
0: having his raccoon break
4: and that was the last time anyone saw him.
0: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that coming. totally distracted me know, with the sandwich. I did.
4: That was on purpose. Um He gets reported missing the next, just after midnight the next day on November 5th. Do
0: they have to wait the 24 hours you always see I on guess, TV? Like, we'll have to wait 24 I heard, hours. I heard that doesn't... That's not true. Yeah. No.
4: Um, I'm just going to start... I'm not going to wait 48 hours anymore to report people missing.
0: I called If someone's 10 minutes late, I just call missing, the police. Missing. I'm like, they're missing.
4: Boom. So his wife... <laughs> Don LaRose, not, not the oh. sandwich, not safe. His
0: wife was named Don LaRose too. <laughs> his wife, Don LaRose. D A W N like, Don be confusing. and Don. Yeah, totally.
4: No, Don, uh okay, his wife, Don's wife, mm-hmm. and then some of the people from the church, they're going around to all the hospitals trying to find out like was is he Oh yeah. But the thing is they tell people we went to the hospitals not because they thought was well, he was injured, is he there praying on people?
0: Not praying. P R E you're really messing me up with these homonyms. <laughs> I'm like, he's over there praying on people. fun like, with homonyms <laughs> today. Creeping down the hallway <laughs> looking for an open door. He's
4: like, the door's open and he's perched on yeah, top um, of um, it. Um,
0: <laughs> an orderly comes in.
4: Down the rose is on he's the roof. He's been talking about Satan too much. Um, right, no, praying for people. Mm-hmm. You know, is he there? No, he's not. They go driving on all the back roads looking for his car.
0: Oh, like okay. So, so maybe he, he had got a or, or had an accident. Okay.
4: It is the 70s. Maybe he got skyjacked. <laughs> so um, he had was part of the way writing the last of his Satan lectures called...
0: <laughs> the last of his Satan lectures. <laughs>
4: Satan's First Assault on the Earthly Realm. That was half finished in his typewriter. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Do, 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 do. So early the morning of November 6th, the next day, police are just kind of like poking around looking for stuff. Mm-hmm. Just like so little sticks. <laughs> They find his ride. He has this sweet ass ride, a 1970 station wagon. Oh,
0: wood panel on the sides? Mm-hmm.
4: Yes. Abandoned at a bus station in Binghamton, New York, which was nearby. Okay. So they find the car at a bus station. Yeah. His family's like, you know what? He's healthy. We haven't noticed any changes in how he's behaving. There's, there are no issues at the church, no oh. issues at home.
0: So there's no money issues, no yeah, foul Yeah, they're play. like running
4: down their checklist. He hardly had any life insurance. He had just like a little policy.
0: Other than Satan, he has no rivals? None,
4: just Satan. <laughs> uh, no debt, says everything's happy. The investigation, they, they find no sign of like an affair mm-hmm. or anything. Um, he's got two kids, love him. Neighbors described him as, quote, the happiest man on the
0: street. Hmm. So, That's always a tell,
4: right? Most of the people, right? They're like, "Well, you know what? I know what happened. Satan worshipers. Yeah, Occam's That's razor, right there. Probably it. I mean, yeah. So for ten weeks, a hundred and forty members of the church met and prayed daily for his return.
0: Wait, a hundred and forty people got together every day every for day how for many? Ten weeks? weeks. Ten. So two and a half months. Yeah. 140 people met daily. To pray for Do you his know religion. how much time that is? Yes, like that's if, a lot. Like If I was like a, a contractor doing the man hours <laughs> of like this job, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at a oh, huge yeah. budget. That's a
4: deep investment. Um, the church offered a $10,000 reward for information leading to his safe return, but they'd only give you 5K if you could just tell him where
0: the body was. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> so that's the <they'll> up it. She <laughs> just got a body. All right, here's half. And then they also hired private investigators. How much
0: for just a body part to prove he's still around?
4: <laughs> but they didn't disclose that. Uh, they hire some private investigators. Let me, let me back up and tell you a little bit more about Don LaRose. Please. So he was born in Pennsylvania in 1940.
0: Born in Kentucky, Pennsylvania.
4: <laughs> he grew up in the Lancaster, 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 yeah, Lancaster, Pennsylvania area. He said his parents were both Pennsylvania Dutch. And that yeah, is a kid. It's big
0: Amish country. Yeah, yeah. he spent That's where you a lot get all of the wagons and everything. Yeah,
4: exactly. He spent a lot of time with the Pennsylvania Dutch as kids. Mm-hmm. He said that he had an accent.
0: Like, yeah, you growing get, up, they do. They have a. They that area has a nominal accent.
4: Yeah, he ha, He wrote out like he. You'll find later. He wrote out and finally, when I was a little kid, this is the way my English come out.
0: Out among the English?
4: Translation when I was a little kid, this is the way my English come
0: out. Ah, thank you.
4: So he wrote out his German <laughs> accent.
0: He spoke with an accent? Yeah. He wrote with an accent. He wrote
4: with an accent. So he went to the Moody Bible School in Chicago. <laughs> I like that. You know, the Moody Blues Bible School. Um, and that's where he met his wife, Eunice.
0: Okay. And
4: he didn't graduate. He left after three years before he finished. Goes back to Lancaster, works with an organization called Youth for Christ.
0: Sounds like a front group Straight go up, on. Straight up,
4: yeah. No. He kidding, it's yeah. like he then worked at Christian radio stations. Mm-hmm. One in Indiana, Wisconsin, Baltimore. Um he's just they,
0: bouncing around the Christian radio. Yeah, okay.
4: Yeah. He's okay. just like becomes like Is he this, good or is he better Yeah, fired? he's really good. <laughs>
0: okay. Um in nineteen
4: sixty eight he moves to Syracuse, New York. Uh-huh. And he helps start a Christian radio station there and becomes a station manager. Smart move. His life is like pretty straightforward, boring yeah. at this point. Seems like it. You know, comes from this strong family. He's got like a faith-based career and his faith is strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not one to buy into the whole satanic panic thing. What? <laughs> so, it's unlikely that Satan has <laughs> got wind of his anti-Satan sermons and wanted revenge. Plus, it's like, <laughs> On kind the of like, as if like... anyone's paying attention to yes. this,
0: like, yeah. And also, from what I've... I've known and I've known a couple of Satanists or like, the, you know, that modern church of Satan where they're basically just, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like, I don't know how to say it, like cantankerous types who just want right. to be like, hmm, right? Well, it, they have this approach to that I'm like, When they describe Satanism, it's all about like, you know, being able to do whatever you want. These are not people who care what you're doing. They care what they're allowed to do. They only care.
4: They seem to be really focused on religious civil liberties. Yes, they want
0: freedom of, yes.
4: And being kind of like smugly intellectual about everything. Yes, that as well. (laughs) So what happened to Don LaRose, if we've ruled that out? Remember when I said the church hired private investigators? Yes. Well, a year after he went missing, mid-January 1976, the church terminates its relationship with him. And the prayer meeting stopped.
0: Oh, so they found him.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, not quite. The head deacon of the church said that their investigation showed that LaRose had planned his own disappearance.
1: Yeah. Surprise.
4: So, uh, those threatening letters with Uh the cutout words, right? Those were created with words cut from the trade magazine called Broadcasting. And he's the only subscriber what? in town. Yes. He was one of the <laughs> only subscribers. Oh, <laughs> and other words came from the first Baptist church's uh, newsletter. So he's just <sighs> working with what he knows.
0: The people who show up on this show no. because they get caught. I'm always like, just so tickled by like, look, you had this grand plan and then you yeah. decided I'm just going to use the closest yeah. available thing. Exactly. for The only thing that's going to be evidentiary.
4: Exactly. Okay. No thoughts. Um, The letters and phone calls that he and the others got, those would arrive on Wednesdays. And Mm -hmm. that's the day he taught his Satan class. (laughs) And then guess what happened after he disappeared?
0: Um, Satan stuff stopped.
4: Yeah, the letters and the call stopped. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was also discovered that earlier that year, LaRose had purchased carry on luggage
0: <laughs>
4: and cashed some stock, taking a cash advance. He was likely carrying around 4,300 bucks at the time. He'd been which... taking
0: Portuguese lessons and studying about <laughs> Brazil. <laughs> exactly.
4: But that he had around a little over $22,000 on him in today's Damn, in today's money. That's a
0: quite, oh, yeah. today's money. Yeah.
4: Okay. 4,300 then. Zarin. Elizabeth. I want you to close your eyes. Okay. I want you to picture it.
0: You're not going to do any Satan stuff, are you? Maybe. All right, I'm closing my eyes.
4: It's the middle of February 1976. Ooh, my eyes are closed. You're a cool teen, captain of the football team. (laughs) You're hanging out. Why are you laughing?
0: I'm sorry. Come on. (laughs) You're,
4: You're hanging out at home one afternoon, listening to funky tunes on the radio.
0: Grand Funk Railroad.
4: You're flipping through the latest issue of your favorite magazine. Christianity Today.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say Hot Rod. No. (laughs) As you
4: you peruse the articles, your eyes are drawn to a photo.
0: Mm, What's this?
4: It's a picture of the congregation of the Plymouth Brethren Church.
0: What is this? I see.
4: And there, staring back at you, is the face of your missing pastor, Don LaRose. What the? Except he's captioned as a man named Bruce Williams.
0: That ain't no Bruce.
5: That's Don LaRose.
4: You're pretty sure, though, it's Don (laughs) Don LaRose. You scamper into the den and you alert your family. You ask them if they think it's also the missing pastor.
0: I need y'all to look at this.
4: Your mother gasps. gasps. Your father lets out a long exhale. Oh. The man your whole family has been spending so much time and money searching for is right there, miraculously delivered back to you, mm-hmm. to his loving flock. hmm So your parents, they alert the other members of the church. And those people contact the good people at Plymouth Brethren.
0: Uh-oh. Yeah. Tisk tsk.
4: The... Wholesome Minnesotans at Plymouth Brethren, uh, they spring into action and they arrange for a reunion (laughs) with LaRose's wife and his parents. So the only problem is that LaRose claimed to not remember anything about his past life.
0: Wait, did they tell LaRose that they're coming?
4: Yeah, the people at the church were like, guess what? We found out who you You really are. Yeah, You
0: can't do that. No, that's like waking up a sleepwalker. (laughs) Don't do that.
4: So he claims, he's like, you know what? I woke up in a boxcar in Minneapolis (laughs) with a key in my pocket.
0: I've used this exact same line. And the key
4: key just happened to fit a nearby building. I
0: woke up in a boxcar in (laughs) Minneapolis
4: he had a birth certificate for Bruce Williams on him. <laughs> and because of that, he was able to go get a social security card. He said, my abductors gave it to me. They and they're me like, wait, my the the abductors, this is the first we're hearing about this. <laughs> Bruce Kent Williams, mm-hmm. he was a guy from New York f- from an area not far from where LaRose was living. And he died as a child? Maine, New York, Connecticut. Maine, yeah. Maine, New York. Yeah. He he was like a 20-year-old who died in a car accident. Oh, so he really did the birth
0: certificate scam? Completely. Oh, wow. So
4: November 12th 1975 the before Larose before he gets exposed Larose he shows up at this Christian rescue mission in Minneapolis he agrees to join the Plymouth Brethren church mm-hmm. he tells the church members he doesn't know anything about the bible this is what is this <laughs> he thing he this is so Tom. cool <laughs> um, he claims his parents had been killed in a car accident and that his wife and children had left him because he was an alcoholic and then he told his landlady that he was a salesman who worked with his father and he was spending Christmas with his parents. Huh. He's just telling stories all over. he's just and yeah,
0: lies everywhere. The
4: church members, they get him a job as a dishwasher in the church. And then his family shows up, right, after this is all exposed. Mm-hmm. His family comes. Um, he's like, I have no idea who these people are. Who are you again?
0: How old are his like, kids? like, honey, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so they're kids, right? Yeah, they're
4: kids. So they send him to a psychiatric facility in Pennsylvania. Case
0: closed. Oh.
4: The end. Thanks for listening. No. <laughs> um, so LaRose and his family, they're trying to, like, piece it together. He's given truth serum, he claims later. Like sodium? Sodium amytol. Okay. Um, and they said it's going to help him recover those memories, yeah. but there'll still be a gap. He also told everyone he was having shock treatments. Get out. Yeah. But when he gets his memory back, he's able to tell people some stuff about his abduction. When we come back. Wait. (laughs) I don't believe... He's just willing to endure this to hang on to his life. When we come back, I'll let you know what happened to Pastor LaRose. I'm on the edge of my seat. Can I rant for a sec? Please.
0: As you know, the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every crime I've studied, I've learned one thing. Your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. You don't want to worry. You just want peace of mind. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. For every ridiculous robbery and theft we talk about, it's pretty obvious the crimes could be avoided with a solid security system. A good home security system keeps people prepared and aware. Simply Safe is that system. It was named Best Home Security Systems 2024 by US News and World Report. And it doesn't just protect your home from crime, it also alerts you to fire, floods, and other emergencies. They offer sensors and cameras backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There are no contracts and there's a 60-day money-back guarantee. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafecom slash Ridiculous Crime. That's simplysafecom slash Ridiculous Crime. There's no safe like simplysafe.
1: Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
3: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico,
4: All right, Zaren. When we left off, Don LaRose had been rescued from his post-abduction life in Minnesota. Yes. <laughs> he's piecing together these recovered memories. You know, he's like starting to share his story a little bit. He claims that on November 4th, 1976, mm-hmm. that day that we saw him yeah. eating the tuna sandwich. Uh-huh.
0: Forcing it in his face like <laughs> an angry raccoon.
4: <laughs> that a man came into his office at the church. And the guy asked LaRose to come visit a buddy of his who was sick.
0: Was it Satan?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Yes. Sure, said innocent LaRose. I love praying over
0: people. (laughs) (laughs) My second favorite thing to do. (laughs) So
4: they hop in LaRose's car and there's a man with a gun in there waiting for him.
0: (laughs) In his car.
4: Yeah, in his own car. So the two men, they tell him to drive until he gets out of town, right? And then they force him into a van. Mm-hmm. And so um, the van, they first take him to Chicago. They went on a little trip, a yeah. little road trip.
0: You well, need to see the country, They're Don like, Here's a
4: bag of corn nuts, enjoy yourself. Uh, then they go to Minneapolis and they set him free, like a little bird. <laughs> um, he said he was brainwashed with an electric machine that was attached to his forehead.
0: What? I know. I don't even know. The movies he must have watched throughout the 50s <laughs> to come up right. with this stuff.
4: And then apparently they gave him a birth certificate and a key to a box. Shoved building. in his pocket, put yeah. a key in. Okay. It was like a rehoming exercise. <laughs> like he's like an injured woodland creature. Wait, a second. He's Gerald the Turkey.
0: He's Gerald He's been tagged and released. They put him in a cardboard box, box tipped, tipped him
4: the- out. <laughs> Why did this happen? What was the purpose of it all? Why would these people kidnap him and then release him after doing the brainwashing?
0: I'm going to go with the, the reason is is they don't exist. <laughs> they're not real. And they're a lie.
4: Well, right. So he tells everyone the story makes no sense. No, everyone, nobody, everyone's just like, yeah. oh, we're just so glad you're home. They don't. They're not they like, They don't, no, don't interrogate on. this? No. They told themselves the story was true. And then they just moved on. Okay. How? I, How do you do that? I don't know. I don't know either. So the family, they decide to move on, literally. They, in 1977, they moved to Hammond, Indiana. They just pull up stakes. They first visited the town on their way back from Minneapolis and I guess they liked it. They just liked it on the way. They're like, you know what, we should just live here. Remember
0: that gas station we stopped at? (laughs) We should live there. They like
4: really good snacks. In 1978, He becomes the pastor of Hessville Baptist Church. Okay. And when he's there, he's like talking totally openly about the kidnapping. And he talks about the few months of his life that he spent as Bruce Kent Williams. He's like, he was delivered back to his Uh, family. um, I'm assuming he's giving credit to Jesus and all this Yeah, that would make sense. Uh He claims at the time that he kept talking to police, like he kept trying to contact law enforcement and asking them to investigate what happened. And he then said, well, they, I was told if I called them again, I'd be arrested for filing a false complaint. So, Zaren, are you buying this story?
0: Um, I'm actually trying to return it to the store. Someone brought it over as a gift. They left <laughs> it here. And I'm like, can I return this? Cause so what is this deal? Well, Dude, it's not this over. The guy has the worst lies. He's playing everyone like they're idiots. Well, here's the
4: thing. He amps up the drama. Oh, thank God. Zarin, I have really bad news for you.
0: Okay. Don, I'm Don LaRose. Don
4: Rose done. Did it again. No! <laughs> June 9th, nineteen eighty. No, Satanist! He disappears again. No.
5: Are you kidding me? <laughs> no,
4: he tells his wife, listen, I'm just going to pop next door um, to the church. I need to visit someone over there. No big, you know, except he never came back.
0: He's like a sax player in the Depression. (laughs) What is going on with this?
4: Well, okay, so the night before when he was giving a sermon, Uh this is according to the church congregation, he is giving a sermon. He suddenly stops and looks up at the back of the room. No one else sees anything. And then later he said that he saw one of the Satanists through the window so he's you, sticking with the Satanist thing
0: every time. Yeah, this boogeyman he's pulled. Out, everyone's like, oh, you know, the Satanist. Uh-huh. It's just like they don't. They, they it's like a shortcut where they stop thinking.
4: Right. So, the congregation they're like concerned when he doesn't show up for the the regular Monday morning. Sure, like the prayer Satan meeting, or- meeting <laughs> and they report him missing. And apparently he had been working on a, quote, yet-to-be-published book about the evils of Satan. Long and time. that manuscript was missing, too, Zarin. Oh, this is like last time with the letter and I the know. typewriter. So, LaRose, later, when no, wait, asked he's about this... is he still married to
0: the same first Eunice. wife? Yeah. So Eunice is going through this again,
4: again. Again. Oh,
0: poor Eunice.
4: So he later on he said that he was told he could either how could he do
0: this to Eunice?
4: I don't know. I feel sorry. Go on. He's told that he could either stay in Hammond and quote watch my family die a painful death in front of my eyes, (laughs) or I could turn myself over to these people and I would live. What What? What? Oh man! So Dun. he he was worried that the police wouldn't believe him that he was getting harassed by Satanists he again. Had very good reason. <laughs> so he did what any rational person who wants to protect his family would do.
0: He hires some Satanists. No, he no. went to
4: a nearby town. He bought a bicycle,
0: uh-huh.
4: put uh-huh. on a backpack, and rode away. <laughs> he biked his way out of this whole thing. Just going to wheel on a squeaky oh. squeaky. <laughs> in 2007, he told the press, quote, What happened in 1980, whether it was right or wrong what I did, I did it under threat from the safety of my family and for our own survival. None of us would probably be here today if I had not done that, and there would be some bodies and some graves.
0: This two, man can tie his own shoes? Two th- <laughs> Just Velcro.
4: 2007. <laughs> keep that date in mind, right? 2007. Okay. Yeah. So he's saying that, you know, look, I didn't have a choice. He said that after he left Indiana, after he rode out of Indiana. Like Debo. He <laughs> great, 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 great. <laughs> it's my back now. He uh, moved from town to town. He goes to Des Moines, Omaha, Denver, Cheyenne. He's working odd jobs. Okay. Right? Um, he has uh, a website. But we'll get to that. But the two thousand two version of it which isn't he's taken this part down. Uh-huh. But I guess earlier this year, March, he was writing, quote, "I have delivered newspapers over a seventy three mile route each day, worked as an investigator of workman's comp fraud cases and helped build the inside of Dollar General stores and do the initial stocking of the shelves all while operating my farm just outside Seligman, Missouri.
0: None of this is true, right? No.
4: No, at one point...
0: What is he trying to get? He's not even, like, gaining a lot from this. He just gets, like, a bike and a new lease on life. And he just scoots
4: out. At one point during his journeys, he said that three men in suits approached him and asked if he'd seen the man in a photo that they showed him, and it was a photo of him.
0: (laughs) And, Have you seen this, man? Yeah,
4: and he said he had long hair and a long beard, so they didn't recognize him. He's like, no, nope, I don't know who that is. And then <laughs> re, 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 wheeled on away. So once <laughs> again, though, he's he's using Bruce Kent Williams' identity <laughs> and Social Security card. Kent. So when he got brought back the first time, he kept the yes. Social Security card. Um, but now he's just going by Ken. <laughs> you can call me Ken. He goes to Northwest Arkansas in the early 80s. Now, okay. remember that the real Bruce Kent Williams...
0: Died from a car accident.
4: Yeah, born in 1938, died in a car accident in 1958. Mm-hmm. Also killed in that accident was a young man named Donald Fragano. Now, apparently, LaRose at one point also claimed to be Donald Fergano.
0: What is up with this car accident? Does and he know these people? He,
4: well, I think he read about it in the paper probably and was and like, just, I'll just pull just both of those. He's fixated both.
0: on it. He's like, my name's Don. He,
4: he ordered both cert- birth certificates. Yeah.
0: So. I got six, seven going right now.
4: He And then sometimes he claimed that he worked as a salesman for the Donald Fregano Company. <laughs> no.
0: We have to start the Donald <laughs> Oh, I'm going to get business <laughs> cards
4: made. So starting around 1981, LaRose slash Williams, he worked for seven years at the radio station KAMO in Rogers, Arkansas.
0: Yeah. He does these long stints. Oh, yeah. Then he
4: moves to Centerton, Arkansas. And in... Where's Eunice? I... Eunice is at home, like, with a she candle would... in the window, just like, I'll, I'll wait for you, honey. Oh, man. Um, Centerton, Arkansas. He moves <laughs> there in the mid-80s. He told people that he was a former chief executive from a Chicago, adver- a huge Chicago advertising
0: firm. Yes. Okay. Who just
4: happens to relocate to this town to... of 2,500 people.
0: <laughs> I got tired of the fast life. LaRose <laughs> La slash
4: Williams then gets married. When? 1986, he marries Patricia.
0: I, mm-hmm. Okay. so Let we, me
4: clarify, that's his second wife yes. while still being still married, married to Eunice.
0: Eunice. I'm worried about Eunice yeah, now. Yeah, me
4: too. He worked at a local radio station, KURM, mm-hmm. as a popular news anchor.
0: KURM? Uh-huh. That's Kerm. Kerm, that's an unfortunate Kermie.
4: <laughs> and he was a talk show host. Okay. Yeah.
0: He later wrote... Giving advice to people on how to live best, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs>
4: he later wrote, quote... The most difficult question I have been asked is why did I not contact my family? I did try to keep up with where they were, even driving to Indiana and Pennsylvania on two separate occasions. However, (laughs) I feared making any contact, believing that there was always the possibility that it might lead whoever was responsible for my abduction in Maine, New York, directly to me and to them.
0: You see... I would want to be with my family. I love them. I do, but I'm really worried that this unnamed person, no one has ever seen, he's might still... harm them. And you have to understand, this How? is a rational decision. How I'm making. is he still sticking to the abduction story? How th- not only is he sticking to it, but he is hinging everything. Like he's like, oh yeah, this is. I'm. These are good decisions. I'm making. Oh yeah. Everyone's I mean, he's arguing. That unbelievable. This is, yeah, this is the rational, believable yeah. choice.
4: 1987. Eunice declares him dead. Has him declared dead. good on you, Eunice. Yeah. Eunice is like, he left. He's I don't know where he is. He's dead to me. And then she eventually remarried, oh, moved on with her life. Good. In nineteen ninety-six, Rose as Ken Williams, he went on this 10-day trip to Israel that he said, quote, changed my life and my entire way of understanding the Bible. So Why? he has like
0: this Like just the Holy Land's effect I on guess, him. He's yeah. just like, Oh, I saw the sights, yeah. seeing Bethlehem in my own eyes. Yeah. Okay. Suddenly
4: it was like, you know, the angels saying, 2001. La Rose as Ken Williams, mm-hmm. he gets appointed mayor of Centerton, Arkansas, a population
5: 2,500.
0: Wow. Okay. Appointed.
4: Well, Why was he appointed?
0: I was curious about that.
4: Well... I'm glad you asked. Yeah,
0: why did he get appointed, <laughs> Elizabeth?
4: Centerton's previous mayor, Mike Wakefield, uh-huh. he got busted for vandalism, public intoxication, and resisting arrest. And then he took a plea deal. <laughs> okay. And then he resigned.
0: <laughs> wonder what the vandalism well, was. Well, I'll tell you. Oh, you no. Know, I can yes. tell
4: you the whole long drama with that. So Wakefield apparently was like the first mayor of the town who wasn't part of the same extended family that had yeah. been running things for okay. a long time. So the first thing Wakefield did as mayor was change the locks on City Hall because he wanted to take inventory of the property before the Water and Sewer Commission removed money or items that didn't belong to them. Wow. Yeah. So the commission was formed only after Wakefield had defeated the incumbent mayor, Mm -hmm. Sherman Kenyon, who was also related to some of these commission members. So he's on his way out. He's like, all right, water and sewer, whatever. We'll call you this. Go in, fix this. Wakefield claimed that um, when he went in, like on his first day, he goes into the office, there's a calendar, his first day is uh, January 1st, 1999, and they had written doomsday on that, on the calendar.
0: (laughs) So serious.
4: (laughs) So he changes the locks, the town council responds by changing the locks again. And barring him from entering the building except for during business hours, the uh, their own mayor, the,
0: the water and sewer council uh-huh. of power is blocking <laughs> city hall from yes. the mayor who's been yes. appointed. Yeah. Oh no, but he was the one who was elected, right? Yeah, okay. he was
4: elected. So then Wakefield, ripped, like he kept firing the police chief, <laughs> kept and then firing the yeah, and then city council. The police
0: chief show back up. No, to the work? city
4: council would then hire oh, him back. Of course, I yeah. Don't know it why. was like a back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> April 2000, <sighs> Wakefield gets arrested for a DWI. Mm. And then he later pleads guilty to it.
0: Oh, he actually was legitimate? Yeah, apparently. Okay.
4: And then later that month that he pled guilty, on Halloween night, he vandalized an opponent's campaign sign while drunk. I think he was driven to drink by this. <laughs> he allegedly spray-painted the word family on the sign for an alderman who was running for re-election. And then family? apparently, yeah, because they're all like in the f- same family. Oh, apparently, I Alderman had all these, you know, extended I was like, family.
0: Why is family. Family, <laughs> <laughs> gonna, You need to work on your tagging. Yeah, here.
4: that's like his tagging name. So he gets charged with criminal mischief, public intoxication, resisting arrest. Uh-huh. He pleads guilty, um, and resigns, and that paves the way for wow. LaRose Don Laro Slash Rose. Williams Kent to step Williams. in. Uh, later LaRose slash Williams, he gets properly elected and then like reelected again and again.
0: Oh, okay. So he's good at his job. The, the corrupt people like him.
4: Yeah. He's just, he, he fits right in. He does what they want. Exactly. Um, until he bicycles away from town. (laughs) Let's, let's take a break and chill out to some cool ads. And then when we come back, I'm going to let you know how things went for old Mr. Mayor.
0: Thank you.
5: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by
3: law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills.
4: All right, Zaren. Oh, wake yeah. Up. Elizabeth, wake what's up. going on? It's now 2007. Oh,
0: I need to file my taxes. You
4: okay? Yeah. Don LaRose, AKA Ken Williams. He's mm-hmm. mayor of the boomtown of Centerton, Arkansas. <laughs> Did you know that Centerton is located in the, quote, rapidly growing Northwest Arkansas region? And that region is also known as the NWA region. <laughs> Northwest Arkansas.
0: Arkansas. NWA, Arkansas.
4: <laughs> he's repping the NWA. Um, In 2007, one of LaRose's family members... A
0: thousand miles from Centerton and running. <laughs>
4: ...was just poking around online, uh, researching the LaRose family on the internet. Mm-hmm. And... Like, have I told you how much I love genealogy sleuthing?
0: Yeah, you have. And I've tried not to listen, but you keep bringing I it won't, up.
4: I'm not going to stop. I'm relentless. Is this
0: another one time? Like, okay. I
4: can't get with the DNA testing. <laughs> have you done the DNA testing? No, are testing? you kidding me? No. No, I can't. But I can get to, with old documents, right? Oh, no, exactly. I like that. And
0: my family's done so on my mother's side and on my father's side partially. So I have a pretty good sense that so yeah. we didn't need to do the DNA because we had a sense.
4: Right. I like, the, I like all the old documents. And, like, they're constantly putting up new scans of yeah. these things. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, new things are popping up. Um, but, you know, ship manifests, insane asylum records. <laughs> that's my jam.
0: Um, for the bread <laughs> and your butter.
4: Well, there's some, like, there's some that I want to look at, but I actually have to go places in person to...
0: to oh, like archive to records and up. stuff? Like
4: insane asylum <laughs> records. I'm not kidding. I know um, you're not. <laughs> so for the LaRose family member, though, all they had to do is aggressive Googling. Mm. Yeah. They discovered DonTheRose.com. Get out. <laughs> it's not a super common name, right? Don LaRose. Oh, Kate um, Williams,
0: what are you doing to me, man?
4: <laughs> well, you know, Don the Rose, nowhere to be found in real life. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole website about him. Because he online. wanted to keep all of
0: his influence yeah, going. Yeah, it's
4: not like an unsolved mysteries thing where they're like, "Whatever happened to?" Donald? Yeah,
0: it's it, his website. It's
4: this man. It's his website. And it's like
0: for his books and his letters yes. and stuff. Okay. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. So the family member looks up who who owns this website, right? It's a guy named Ken Williams in Centerton, like, Arkansas. He's like, Get out. Yeah. And they're like, "Well, what other things does this Ken Williams own?" Oh, he owns KenWilliamsMinistries.org. dot org. Guess what?
0: And also, they the Ken two, Williams was the name of the guy the first yeah, time. But like, the
4: two websites are, like, identical except for different color schemes. But, like, the layout is the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. He's
0: so, so lazy. He's totally lazy.
4: So the the family members, they call the local paper instead of the police. They're like, we're just going to get this actually done. Yeah, let's get the story out this time. Tell them about the discovery. Boom. Story takes off. So they called the Benton County Record.
0: Oh, Benton, Arkansas, yes. They
4: pulled the most amazing Mike Wallace-level journalistic bust on this. (laughs) And they're the raddest. I love these. Okay, so November 19th, 2007, Mm -hmm. three reporters from the Benton County Daily Record, they confronted the man that they believed to be Williams about the LaRose connection, right? Initially, he denies it. One of the reporters was Jennifer Turner. Quote, "I said I believe you are Don LaRose," Turner said. "She said she told him there's no way around it. We're going to run a story." So she they they put him on the spot, yeah. right? They knew they were onto something. They keep investigating. He denies it. They pulled up old news reports. They find photos. They stayed on the story. They go back to his office the next day at the mayor's office.
0: Mm-hmm. This is the mayor. I yeah. love this. <laughs>
4: yeah. It's like they're, he
0: has to show up certain places. They know he's going to be at the city council meeting. They right. know he's so going to they're, be.
4: They're right there. They show him the evidence. They tell him, all right, go online, type in donlerose.com. They make him open the website right there.
0: <laughs> he does it?
4: He looks at it. He's like, well, I don't know. My fingers.
0: About. I can't work. Them. I
4: don't know anything about this. It's not me. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> so then that, Sorry, night, that is a
0: picture of you
4: <laughs> that evening he calls them to the, the reporters he calls them is like come over to my house let's talk so the reporters are like all right they show up at his house he says i am don LaRose. rose i am ken williams
0: i am every woman
4: <laughs> i contain multitudes <laughs> um he said he told them everything but did he
0: no, no, I know he did not. So he
4: he said that he built DonLerose.com to bring attention to his story and his case for the cops. Yeah. For the cops? And then he told reporters that because authorities hadn't believed him, his, quote, biggest frustration was that the system did not work and actually worked against me.
0: He's the victim of all yeah. Of this. Yeah.
4: So he said he feared that his confession might put his family in danger.
0: Oh, of course. We gotta go with that his one. Poor wife, Eunice. His
4: second wife, Pat, uh-huh. she said she loved him and she'd stand by him. She said, quote, he'll always be Ken. So she's
0: fine, whatever. Wait, a m- wait, okay. All right. Sure, fine.
4: Yeah. So, um... Whatever. He's like, I'm Ken, I'm Don, just
0: deal with it.
4: Uh November twenty-first, two thousand seven, he confesses uh-huh. after the article comes out, uh LaRose slash Williams, he resigns as mayor of Centerton. Okay. He says he doesn't have the credibility to do it anymore. His resignation letter, he signed with both of his names.
0: <laughs> he's just through it at this he's point. Just like, he's like, I'm yeah. going to be two people. Don Ken, man.
4: He told papers, though, that he wanted to, he's going to stick in town. He's not going to move. Quote, maybe even serve on city boards, commissions, or in a volunteer position. Like, he's, he's loving this. His father, Don's father, still alive, <laughs> uh-huh. um, was then living in a senior home facility. He said he had no interest in talking to his son wanted nothing to do with him, but then later changed his mind. And then the two of them spoke on Thanksgiving that year. Okay. I have no idea what they spoke about. LaRose slash Williams also wanted to see his two daughters. Um,
0: I hope they did not.
4: Eunice was apparently, quote, embittered about the situation. <laughs> I, think I think that's an
0: understatement. <laughs> heavy.
4: But he has a grandson that he had never met. Uh-huh. And who said, quote, wasn't embarrassed by it. And that you know, quote, I'd like to talk to him. So he's got a grandson who's like, yeah, I'll give crazy grandpa a try. I
0: I mean, I have to give these people a lot of credit for being so forgiving and living according (laughs) to their faith. They are.
4: They are. Yeah. So the grandson told the local Indiana press, quote, I don't know if he's crazy or if he's lying to everybody about this satanic attack and all these threats. I don't know if he just didn't want to pay child support and disappeared or what happened. So you got this chill grandson who's like, whatever, I'll hear him out. No word from the daughters. The daughters are like, good riddance. Eunice is just, Eunice has been through a lot. So She got a new man. Even though LaRose slash Williams had been using a dead man's social security number, Mm -hmm. since he'd been contributing to social security. He doesn't get popped. He was still entitled to receive benefits when he retires. He gets Ken Williams benefits. And he gets a city pension.
0: Wait, does he also get his own? Does he get two social security checks?
4: <laughs> Probably, yeah. For like both you, social security numbers. The federal numbers. government
0: has not onto that. They're like, no, yeah, I just send him out. No,
4: late two thousand seven, early two thousand eight. He gets hired back by his former employer, K U R M Kerm, Kerm Kerm Radio. For you're the, listening
0: to Kerm Radio, can they give
4: him the five to seven a.m. first hour and breakfast show slots.
0: He gets the drive time slot. Uh-huh. What are you kidding me?
4: Now, if you go to KenWilliamsMinistries.org... dot org which is still alive. He says he retired from Kerm in 2010.
0: What is he doing now? I'll tell you. Getting ready to leave a wife? May
4: 2008, he changed his name legally to Bruce Ken Williams.
0: He just preferred that just one. Just went ahead with He's it. like, I've got more monogrammed robes. Yeah. In,
4: <laughs> in August of 2008, he does get charged with second-degree forgery for fraudulently signing various documents, quote, including tax returns, government documents, and election documents. Between 2000 oh. and 2008, using the name Bruce Kent Williams. I wonder
0: if they can get him on that. Mm-hmm. That's a serious... That's like, you know, like uh, like if you're doing mail fraud, like right. you'll get 20 years on some vote stuff. Yeah. That's...
4: So the charge was punishable up to 10 years in prison and yeah, a $10,000 fine. Say, that's
0: usually serious.
4: They waived his bail because he wasn't considered a flight risk. uh uh-huh. Although... Did they take his bicycle? (laughs) (laughs) So he initially, he pleads not guilty, but then he changes his plea to guilty for fraudulently signing government documents with an assumed name. And the prosecutor in the case said, quote, we really don't know why he did this.
0: (laughs) Oh, he doesn't know why he did this. His
4: own attorney said, quote... In my almost 23 years of practice, this is one of the most unusual cases I've ever handled.
0: The, the thing that gets me is, you know, we talked about these criminals and there's a clear thing that they're trying to yeah. get or to get away from, or to, there is some gain or some loss. Right. In this case, there is nothing that I can hear what I you're don't saying. Know. Other than he just got away for a moment. I mean, like, bro, you ever thought about a vacation? It they is, have these things where you can get away from your family <laughs> for a while. He doesn't change
4: his light. He just goes and gets no, a, a repeat does the same thing, yes. Yeah. So he didn't have a criminal history, so he gets sentenced to five years probation. Okay. 100 hours of community service.
0: Which is not a lot.
4: And $2,900 in fine and costs. So... He asked he's like, "Hey, can I do my community service um a in church, a park at a park in Centerton?" And the city council's like, "No, get out of here, dude." They won't <laughs> let him do it. So he he can request at like after 5 years probation, right? He could ask to have his his record expunged cuz he didn't have any priors. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that ever happened. Sure, man. Yeah. Like I said, Earlier though, whose record
0: would they expunge? Both.
4: <laughs> so I told you right. Ken Williams' website still active. Mm-hmm. The bio um, on uh, the website for Ken Williams mentions nothing of his life as Don the Rose. Zero, zero mentions, zero reference. It's really weird. Like he has a bio I, about what he's done in his life.
0: I'm just so confused. Like I know. what motivates his behavior? It's such <laughs> it's a self-wrecking really behavior with a very little payoff. Yeah,
4: he does tell the story of his retirement. He said he was putting a roof on his barn and that he was in pain. Like as he was working, sure. it kept getting worse and worse. And then it didn't go away. And they later discovered that he had an inoperable malignant tumor on his spine. So he had radiation, and that helped. But they're like, you know, it's not going away. It's still going to grow. So then, Mm -hmm. some people from Colombia Uh came to his church, Uh and because there's a huge Hispanic population at the church, and the lady prayed over him, and the tumor disappeared.
0: That's what he said. That's what he said. What did the doctor say?
4: Website says he's still cancer free. He said his doctor said he's cancer free.
0: All right, fine, I believe it. Whatever. But there's also (laughs) DonLarose.com.
4: That's still active, Uh and uh, it's it's changed. You can look on the Wayback Machine and see earlier yeah. versions. But see, I
0: thought you were going to say that the cancer tumor is like putting pressure on his spine and making him weird. Like some no, people have tumors in their brains and they, they sense of humor exactly changes That is exactly where I thought this was yeah. going. Nope. nope.
4: Nope. He's just like, well, the Lord took my tumor. Um, Don LaRoe's website still active. He says on there that he's an old man and he needs donations for all the books that he provides for free on his site. He's written all these books. What? And he puts them up there and he's like, if you like them, download them, but you got to, you know, give me a little donation, you know, whatever, cash or money order. <laughs> um, And he has a Don LaRose email on, address on there. And on the Ken Williams, there's a Ken Williams email address.
0: Did you write to them? To them both? No. Just send To send like, an email to each? No, I'm so scared. Like, dear Don LaRose, but send it to Ken Williams. <laughs>
4: I'm Don LaRose now. <laughs> I'm him.
0: Ken Williams. Tell him you're taking Don LaRose so from So apparently
4: he's still out there living in the liminal space between two identities. Well,
0: I've got a new name for signing into hotels. <laughs> I'm Don LaRose.
4: What, what, is that your ridiculous takeaway? What's your no, ridiculous my takeaway ridiculous here?
0: takeaway is faith is a hell of a drug in this regard. This man is just mm-hmm. like apparently willing to forgive himself all over the place. Mm-hmm. I, I I have to assume that's what allows him to do. This is like, he's willing to expunge his own record. Well, of-
4: it's not him, right? Okay. On his website. Um, Here's what I think is interesting about him. Um He talks on his website. This is on the Ken Williams, not sure. the Don Like I'm going
0: to look these up, but go on.
4: <laughs> like, so he he talks on his website a lot about love and sin and redemption. He says he's going to explain the Bible things to he knows well. Yeah, so write
0: what you know. In
4: his life, he kind of confesses to everything he did, but not completely. It is obvious to everyone. Yes, he was not abducted. Yes, he won't let that go.
0: He's maintaining that.
4: Yeah. So, but on his website, he mentions none of this kind of stuff on his website. Uh-huh. But his discourse about love seems to be solely between an individual and God.
0: What do you mean?
4: Well, there's there's nothing about— oh, for him,
0: love means yeah, God's no love mention, and your love of God. And
4: no mention about love like for partners, fellow children. living things or doing good works for others. Nothing. And the talk about redemption is only about making things right with God, not other people. Huh. Let me read to you from his website. Please. Salvation is not like a pardon. A pardon simply forgives you of the consequences of your deed. God's salvation is much more than that. When God cleanses you with the blood of the Lamb, your sin is completely eradicated. Before God, you become as though you have never sinned. You are made holy. That doesn't mean that you will be perfect from that point on. It does mean that you are now a member of God's family, and as a member, you can come to your Redeemer and ask for forgiveness for those times and those things which are short of the mark. A constant study of the Bible will help you understand more and more of what God has for you individually. He does have a plan for you, both now and in eternity.
0: See, I think I understand now. Finally, the the issue—he's mistaken God's family for um, Vin Diesel's family in <laughs> Fast and the Furious, where the, the he's willing to forgive you and all can be. You can live in this insane world, do whatever you want, and then everything's forgiven because family. Family.
4: Well, it sounds an awful lot to me like he feels that since he's gotten it right with God. Uh-huh. Everything's
0: cool. Yeah, exactly. Like That's he, what I mean. That's the Vin He one.
4: made a vow to Eunice, Yes, and they created human beings <laughs> together. Yes. That doesn't whole people. He doesn't care. I mean, he has these kind of like, yeah, but he sticks with that whole Do
0: you think he sins to get God's attention? Maybe.
4: But he abandoned his entire family. Yes. He is so cold. Twice. Yeah. So I think that's something he maybe needs to take up with God. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's something you got to get right with <laughs> on that one. It's just such a weird He's this pastor, he thinks he's directing people, but this is this is a very toxic, ego-driven version of Ooh, whatever yeah. he's got going on. There's not a lot of Christian love in his I, life. I'm
0: fairly certain, like, if Jesus came back to Earth and he was, like, <laughs> talking to Don LaRose, he's like, Look, man, I think you've made some misunderstandings of my work. And,
4: like, <laughs> and then Don LaRose slash Williams would be like, Look, a Satanist. And then have him turn around and say, hey, <laughs> hey, to on a bike. <laughs> Ugh, that's it. My that's... mama gave me that cross. <laughs>
0: Sorry, I that's had to mix all that I one have, up. I for like you.
4: that. I don't have anything else about this. Oh, that's a good one. You can find us online at Ridiculous Crime on both Twitter and Instagram. You know what? If you want to email us, go ahead. RidiculousCrime at gmail.com.
0: And if you can figure out how to Telegram us, do it. Yeah, carrier pigeon. Yeah, send us a Telegram.
4: And then, other than that, just tune in next time. Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zaren Burnett. Produced and edited by Regional Director of Strategic Satanic Kidnappings, Dave Couston. Research is by Escape Bicycle vendor, Marissa Brown. The theme song is by local radio personalities Thomas Lee and Travis Dutton. Executive producers are dogged investigative reporters Ben Bowen and Noel Brown. Ridiculous
3: Crime. Say it one more time.
1: Ridiculous Crime. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
3: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited time, 11 month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or Kemba.org slash CV for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.